Hi, everyone. I'm Henry DeVries. I'm the CEO, the Chief Encouragement Officer here at Indie Books International. Have a special guest for us today on the Marketing with a Book podcast. And as we like to say, it's not the Marketing a Book podcast. This is Marketing with a Book. It's how consultants can attract high paying clients by marketing with a book and a speech. And we like to demonstrate everything we teach and we've got a lot of demos that are gonna to happen today to help you. First, we like to start off with our author roll call. And if you could introduce yourself with your name, your city and the title of your book. And I'd like to start off with uh, David Goldman and then go to Mary Schmidt. Thanks, Henry. Hi, I'm David Goldman, and I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and currently in Bonita Springs, Florida, and I'm the author of the book, The Road to Happiness, How to Get What You Really Want. Thanks, David. Uh, Mary, welcome. Yes, thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here and happy to see you all. So my name is Mary Schmidt. I'm from Edina, Minnesota, a suburb of Minneapolis, and my book is called Make or Break Conversations, How Smart Financial Professionals Land and Keep Clients for Life. Thank you, Mary. Uh, let's have uh, Laura and then Mark. Sorry about that, I'm trying to unmute myself. Hi, I'm Laura Bruno Hicks, and I'm originally from Los Angeles, California. And I am currently living in Canyon Lake, California, and I'm the author of The Blue Circles, which is about turning relationships into referrals. Thank you. Laura, thanks for joining us today. It's good to see you. Um, and then uh, Mark LeBlanc, our chairman. Hello, Henry. Uh, my name is Mark LeBlanc in downtown Minneapolis, and I'm the proud co-author uh, with Henry of Build Your Consulting Practice. Thanks, Mark. I'm, I'm almost uh, embarrassed to take co-credit on that, that so many of your nine best practices, and then we added a 10th best practice just, just for a bonus. So um, thank you for having me on that book project. Um, I'd like to uh, have Mason weigh in. Hello, my Indie Books family and colleagues. Uh, I am Mason Harris. I'm based in the Washington, D.C. area. My book is The Chutzpah Advantage. I'm looking forward to tonight. Mason, so good to see you. And then I'll practice what I've been preaching. Hi, I'm Henry DeVries. I'm the co-author with Mark LeBlanc and Scott Love of Rainmaker Confidential. And this is a study we did on how the top professionals were making it rain during the pandemic. And that book is coming out uh, right now and we're very excited about it. So special guest today, one of our authors, Jennifer Larson. And I'm gonna ask producer Suzanne to pin us. Uh, Jen, how are you today? And you're on mute right now. I'm anyway. doing very well, Henry. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's great to have you. So this is the book we're talking about. Whoops. Um, what makes humans tick? And it's all about 
Jennifer's work along with Tony Alessandra. And uh, I know Laura is uh, also a, a client of the 24 assessments team. Um, I've known Tony for a number of years and was very proud to be invited to be on this uh, project. And well, I don't want to steal all of Jen's thunder. I'll be asking her questions about the book. Um, you can steal it away, Henry. Go for it. <laughs> okay. This what Tony taught and examining DISC has been a game changer for my career. Um, when when I walk in and if I can see if somebody is a more open person or if they're more guarded, um, if they're very you know direct or if they're indirect, just in 30 seconds, I have a sense of who that person is. And this is what I've learned and it's how they tick. And Tony wrote a book called The Platinum Rule. And I use that in raising my children um, because they knew about the golden rule, you know, treat others as you want to be treated. And uh, the kids all knew that I liked hot sauce. And I said, so if I'm treating you all like I want to be treated, I'm going to pour hot sauce all over your food. Would you like that? No. I said, oh, so you want to be treated the way you want to be treated. And you want to be communicated with how you want to be communicated with. So if somebody is uh, very direct, uh, you know, the director, um, and when they call you on the phone, they don't want you to ask them, how was your weekend? <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, they're like, no, I'm, I'm guarded. I don't want to talk about my weekend with you. Um, you know, I want to get right down to business. What uh, Tony has this great card that a lot of us use that it's summarized. And a lot of that's now in the book form. Is, is just so you can go like, great, glad you called. Let me give you two options on how you could go. Great. <laughs> Let's talk the pros and cons of those options. Great. We go through. Okay. Oh, how was your weekend? How was your wife? Great weekend. My wife's fine. Thanks for asking. <laughs> you know, boom. Um, so that's the game changer. So um, Jen, how did you get into this 24 assessments world? Give us a little of your background and a glimpse into you. Oh my goodness. So it was um, a comedy and a tragedy. And I literally fell into the position that I'm in, which had been apparently divinely created for me. So I worked for the University of Phoenix for 10 years. And while I was there, we were associated with Assessments 24 by 7. They were a vendor for all of our leadership groups. And I worked with Tony and Brandon to be able to provide DISC assessments for University of Phoenix. And on my 10th anniversary, they eliminated my department. And the day after that, I had an appointment scheduled with Tony and Brandon to renew our vendor contract. And so I called them both and said, my position and my department have been eliminated. I won't need to have that appointment with you about the contract any longer. And they said, you've been our very faithful and wonderful and amazing client for all these years. Can you give us any feedback about what we could do better or what we could provide that would be really useful for someone like you who has been using these assessments for a long time? And so we did end up having that meeting the following day. And at the end of it, I had given them a laundry list of things that I thought could have been helpful for improving what would have been offered in the business or what would have made it easier for me along the road of using assessments. 
And Tony said, do you think you can do any of that? And I said, as a matter of fact, I can. And so they hired me. So it is just after my sixth year anniversary. My sixth year anniversary was last week that I've been with assessments 24 seven. I get to use all of my magical degrees. I get to work with the best people in the whole wide world, both internally with my team who are like my family and externally with my clients and my also friends for many of them. It's, it's just such a wonderful, wonderful place that found me and I found it and I'm incredibly lucky to be where I am. You know, Jen, you only have three master's degrees. Couldn't they found somebody with a little more, you know, academic background than you? You know, I encouraged them to look a little further into it because I really wasn't sure about my credentialing, but <laughs> they seemed to be satisfied with what I had to offer. Yeah, you know, and, and I tease about that. And, and Tony has um, a PhD, a real PhD from, from a real famous university and was a college professor. Um, so the book is grounded in science, but it doesn't come off as this academic tome. Um, and I know you work hard, talk to us about that. You work hard so that it has science, but it's not boring scientific matter. That's true. And it is something that's really important to us. And that's across the board with our company. We have three words that we base everything that we do on. And sometimes we do this brilliantly and sometimes it's a loving work in progress, but we always want things to be available for people that are simple, applicable and practical. So everything that we have done and that we put into this book, we took the science and we took the practice and we took what we knew and we tried to put it into a message that anyone could use. So that would be something that would be useful and applicable. And that would be something that people could say, okay, I can do this too. I can make this work for me. It doesn't have to be something that I have a degree in or that I have a lot of practice with. I can take what's here and immediately apply it and see a result. We have over 150 members of the Indie Books family. These are authors and experts. And I really encourage them to look into um, assessments 24 seven and, you know, maybe like you were a client, uh, either a client or a vendor, there's lots of opportunities there. Um, what are some of the opportunities you have for consultants? Well, a lot of our consultants that are our most favoritists, we rely on to help us with our other clients. So we have a group of people that are certified in many or all of our programs that if someone comes to us and says, hey, I want a disc class in my business, or I want to teach something in my church, we can say, oh, we've got somebody near you that's certified in this content that can help you with those things. So there's always an opportunity for that to do some sharing of, you know, client partnerships, so to speak. We have lots of opportunities like this one where we invite many of our clients in to do podcasts or um, any kind of webinar with us where they can share about the things that they've learned and the successes of their business and their path, which is awesome. And then always, 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 we want to encourage people to purchase assessments and use assessments so that we can get a worldwide web of humans that understand how other people interact and recognize what makes a relationship great and also know the things about themselves that are really important, whether it's their strengths, their weaknesses, their communication style, how they think, their personal biases. The more more information we can get out there and the more people understand about who they are and what they have to offer, the more we can, in fact,
fact, infuse the world with that and become a really powerful group of people who understand what we have to give to each other. I want them to use their power for good and not evil, Jen. Yes. Um, I have to confess that um, at one point when I learned about this and I had a boss who was a relator, um, which would mean uh, that person would be um, a little more on the indirect side. Um, yes. But if I wanted to play with her, I would say, uh, how's your family? How's your week? How was your weekend? Tell me about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but she was a ninja. She deflected, oh, the weekend was great, but how is your family? You know, it's like, <laughs> So yeah, you, you need to use this for good and not evil. That's just what we advise you on this. So we definitely encourage that. In fact, that's one of the things that we say in our certification program, uh, specifically on page 43 of the book, there's a graph here that talks about the needs and the fears and the emotions of each of the disc styles. And we really wanna make sure that people use that for the the mutually beneficial part of building relationships. It's not about what's best for me. It's not about what's best for you. It's what's best for both of us. And as you said, we tell them it's to be used for good and not evil. This is something that's not intended to be nefarious. And you could use it in that manner, but please don't. Yeah, please don't. <laughs> um, now, Jen, did I understand that uh, there might be an easy way for our authors to access this information? Absolutely. Okay. So in being a part of this today, if you are interested, I will gladly send you a PDF copy of this book so that you're able to review what we're talking about. And this book is specifically based on two of our most um, commonly purchased and used assessments, the DISC assessment and the motivators assessment. But there are little chapters in here that introduce the other assessments that we offer and how they work together beautifully with DISC and motivators. So you can kind of get a little introduction into each of the things that we offer that might be beneficial for whatever your circumstances. I think that would be a good question to look at is how you researched and found the assessments that you use. Because there are thousands and thousands of assessments on the market. Yes. Um, and you just didn't happen to pick five. So <laughs> could you share the process you went through to identify these? Sure. So one of the biggest parts of the process was that we wanted to look for something that was reliable and valid. And scientifically, we could prove that it was credible because there are a lot of assessments out there, whether they're self-assessments or assessments administered through another party that don't necessarily have the backing of validity. They haven't been put through a reliability study test. They, they haven't been valid or validated in any way with any kind of third party and so we looked at the assessments that had been through a rigorous testing to be sure that they were not only face valid in that they showed exactly what we wanted them to show, but they also were valid in that they could have results that were consistent and that they revealed, you know, through different standard deviations and things like that, the appropriate measures according to science in our industry. And so we hired a group of consultants to help us test and take and do and practice and respond to and provide feedback. And then we did all of those things ourselves. 
And Dr. Tony was far more involved in the choosing of the assessments from the get-go, but we knew that we wanted something that was going to measure more than just behavioral styles. We wanted something that was going to look at a more holistic picture than just one piece at a time. And a lot of the things that we've learned along the way and that are prevalent in the industry and outside of it are personality tests. And personality is an interesting topic. There is some differences of opinion in what personality is all about and how it's measured and how it's relevant and where it applies and where it doesn't. And in our opinion, personality is like the dictionary definition of it, where it's an all-encompassing, it's a variety of different perspectives of who we are, including our behavior and what drives us and how we think about things and how we learn and our character and our integrity and all those things thrown into a big pile together. So having just one assessment isn't enough to give us a perspective of who we are as a whole person. We need to have multiple perspectives, but we all want those to be related as well so that it can build and build and build upon one another to give us a more holistic picture that helps us to dive deeper into understanding who we are and how that applies either effectively or ineffectively toward our goals and the things we're trying to accomplish. Thank you. That was great. Welcome. <laughs> I, I just want to take a time out for the authors. So there's several things that have been happening here. And I want you to think about it for when you're on podcasts, when you're on TV, when you're on radio. So one thing Jen did is she brought you inside the book. Uh, I got it held up. Okay, she brought you inside the book, took you to what, page 44? 43. Um, 43, <laughs> book, you know, page 43. Um, so there was encouragement there. She used the PDF, the digital version, costs her cost you, cost me nothing to send a PDF copy of the book. Um, many people who get a PDF copy will actually love your book and buy a real copy, you know, meaning a three-dimensional, I can touch it, feel it, taste it book. They'll do that. They might buy the Kindle. Um, I prefer to keep a lot of books on my Kindle so I can reference them and go to them. Um, we, we have our 99 cent Kindle sales that all the Indie Books family can come on and uh, get any book uh, for 99 cents on Kindle to have it. Uh, so there are those things going on. The other thing was, um, uh, and I feel, you call him Dr. Tony. I feel bad now when I just call him Tony. Uh, <laughs> we so, call him a lot of things, Henry. Yeah, we call him a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> Don't call him late for dinner. Um, That's right. But um, I've admired Tony so much through the years. And one thing I admired him for was best-selling author, great keynote speaker, great consultant. And he pivoted to create something where he could credential people. So he created a mature business. Um, now, he, he had some great help. Nobody does this alone. Um, could you talk about one of your co-authors, Brandon Parker, um, the big brain uh, uh, known as Brandon Parker? <laughs> sure. What would you like to know about him? <laughs> well, what, what he brought to the dance as far yeah. as uh, creating this as intellectual property and uh, a mature business, please. So the story, and this is actually in the back of the book as well when it talks about us as authors, the story about Brandon and Tony is that they met on an airplane. And Tony was the East Coast Italian 
business guy who knew what he wanted and how he wanted it. And Brandon was right out of school. He was a computer programmer working behind the scenes to build websites and things like that. And they just by happenstance ran into each other and decided to work together and started building beautiful systems and products available for people. And over the course of the years that they've been together, they've built this business hand in hand. Brandon started out as the IT guy and now he operates most of the business from the day-to-day perspective as our CEO. Um, Tony is still our visionary and still the founder of our company and is actively involved in the things that we do. But Brandon really manages the day-to-day now. And it's been interesting to watch the business blossom between the two of them. As you mentioned, with Tony having his history of of business and and speaking and being an author and all of those things, and then Brandon bringing to that things like technology and what's available for clients and customization and all the different options there. And so between the two of them, they were able to really broaden the scope of what Tony wanted to do and build this business into something that's a lot larger than it started out to be, which was just an online assessment provider. We originally started with, hey, let's just put assessments out there in the world and give people access through a system that Brandon built. And it's become this other entity entirely where you said, like you said, we have a training department where we certify people all over the world. We have a coaching department that specifically helps people understand how to use these assessments into into coaching relationships. We have a marketing department that has grown tremendously. We have a giant sales team, giant being there's a handful of us now. (laughs) We started as a one-man show that with Tony added in Brandon. And now we have a team of wonderful people who are making this business thrive in all different ways. And it's, it's really beautiful. And Brandon has absolutely been a major part of moving this business in that direction. Tony's been a, a great friend of Indie Books and we've honored him as one of our legends in the industry. And uh, another legend who's been good to us is Dr. Ken Blanchard um, of One Minute Manager fame. And I've seen parallels where Tony graduated to become this uh, force and face and spokesperson and visionary, you said, and all these things for the company and putting things into place so that the trains run on time and that, you know, it's not dependent. Uh, There was something I remember I was talking to Tony, he goes, well, I'm going to go to Europe for two weeks. And I said, oh, and he goes, oh, no, everything's going to run for the two weeks when I'm gone. You know, you can still you can still work on this. I said, okay, I got it. And that was inspirational. I think uh, we should all be thinking about that with our work and our intellectual property. Um, Now this, we're going off script. um, And if Laura is still on, um, I would love if Laura would come on um, and speak a little bit about it from her perspective. Laura, would you be willing to do that? I mean, Laura's on the back of the book, uh, you know, a masterpiece in understanding how people behave, think, and what drives them, especially useful when considering hiring someone or helping us all get along better. Laura Bruno Hicks. So um, Laura, what has been your experience? I know we spent uh, um, a lot of time in your book on DISC and what you've been learning there and how it helps people. I'd love to hear it from your perspective. And if you've got something to ask Jen, feel free. Oh, well, thank you, Henry. And hi, Jen. <laughs> hi, friend. <laughs> uh, 
So I've actually been utilizing um, assessments 24-7, I think since 2008 or 2009 is when I actually met Tony in New Orleans um, when he was speaking. And um, the reason I use their assessments to help me in my business is because I have personally found that they're the best and most accurate. And, um, and so I have tried, I will say, at least 10 other different types of assessments over the last 15 years since I originally got certified. And theirs are the most accurate. Um, and as well as they have very comprehensive reports. So there are a lot of different companies out there that'll put together a two page or a seven page, you know, here's, here's what you do. But what makes assessments 24 seven and this book, I think better than the average by far, I think they're superior is that they go deeper as far as also how to recognize other people and how to adjust because in healthy relationships we don't want to just recognize who we are or who they are but we want to treat others and follow the platinum rule as uh, dr tony says um, treat others the way that they want to be treated and that's what's going to create um, a healthy relationship and avoid conflict and make things i'll just say um very well it provides more harmony in my humble opinion well Laura has an outstanding book on referrals, the, the portion of business development on referrals and something she's taught and studied for years. But it's so interesting in that um, when you'll talk to Laura and she'll send some, oh, I want you to talk to her. Um, Henry, I, I need your high eye to come out on this. And I need to keep, I need you to keep your, you know, your C down low on this. Uh, but you gotta know that this guy's high D and you were gonna have to get to the point right away. Uh, Boom. And uh, uh, I don't know if I did you justice, Laura. That wasn't even a good Laura uh, Bruno imp impersonation. Um, so uh, how do you use it in language with that, with clients and referral sources? I'm sorry. Did you ask me how do I use that language with clients and referrals? Yes. Yes. Oh, well, okay. So just what in the last few months, Henry, I um, referred you to a friend of mine that was thinking about, you know, um, writing a book. And, and that's exactly how I communicate with you as this is a potential client for you. So what you want to do is understand who they are, and what their behavioral style is so that you can make some small tweaks and recognize um, that part of you that either needs to be quiet, or needs to step up to the plate. So for example, you need to D up, which means get to the point, um, or you need to I up, which means you better ask them how they are and you know how they know me or you know things like that and be more friendly, be more friendly and positive. And um, so how that helps someone as far as a referral goes, it helps them actually connect. Because I don't just do it to the referral um, source. I, I actually do it with both parties. So I will tell you that this is who you're dealing with and I will tell them who they're dealing with. And if they aren't that educated in the language of DISC, I will explain it to them so that they understand um, and ask them to kind of meet in the middle. Um, what I love, which is a really cool true story, is I was able to introduce a gal that runs and owns an insurance company here in Southern California to a woman that is in, um, she sells PEOs. And so what I did was, um, because they both focus on golf courses, 
Um, the PEO wants the golf course as a client and the insurance wants the golf course as a client. So they have the same ideal client. So when I introduce them, they both have the same heritage. They're about the same age. They both have boy boys, I mean children. Um, they're both Japanese. They're both married to white guys and they're both going after the same client. And so given all of that, it seems that they have a lot in common, but what they have even more so is their behavioral style. <laughs> I said, because you're both IDs and you're both high eyes, you're going to cut to the chase, and you're going to have a good time and gave them a little bit of background and I'll be darned, but they have created a great referral relationship and they actually go out to different golf courses, kind of knocking on doors and setting appointments and such. And it's really blossomed into not just a professional relationship where they refer each other, but also a personal one. So, Laura, that's exactly what I wanted. That was the story and the you know, D up, you're going to have to I up. That's, that's pure Laura talk on there. So Laura, thank you. Uh, we'll, we'll unpin uh, Laura and get back to Jen. Um, so Jen, what is the big takeaway from the book that you want people to, to get to improve their lives? Oh my gosh, there are so many possible big takeaways. I think probably the best advice that I can give to someone when looking at how to engage with another person, whether personally or professionally, is very much what we've been talking about all along. It's understanding who you are and the shoes you're standing in, where you're coming from, what's important to you, the things that you need, the things that you want, where you are in an emotional space, and then also being able to recognize that in someone else so that you can see their needs, their fears, their wants, their emotions, and respond to that appropriately. And the book teaches people all about how to recognize those things and to adjust and adapt behavior appropriately given the circumstance in a way that helps us connect so that we can both get what we want. But the other thing is, is it's not rocket science in that you don't have to have a degree to be able to do this. You don't have to have years of practice. Even just small things that you do to adjust your approach to someone or the way that you listen or the way that you respond can make an enormous difference in building that connection with people. And if you're in a position where you're talking to somebody or interacting with someone and you're not exactly sure how to do it or you're not exactly sure what you're seeing, if you can mirror what you're experiencing them with them, if they're going faster than you are, speed up a little. If they're going slower than you are, slow down a little bit. If they're talking in a more personal and relaxed fashion, add in some personal detail. Take some time, sit back, relax a little. If they're very direct and to the point and just handling business, get in there with them. And most of all, don't take it personal if they're doing things differently than you are. That will help you to be able to create an open relationship where the emotion is removed, where we don't have any biases standing in our way. We're able just to be with one another and connect in those moments in a way that hopefully will build us into a relationship that's really effective. I mean, that's so important. I, I look at people here like uh, our author, Mary Schmidt and our author, David Goldman. They work a lot with financial advisors and talking to clients. And the more tools those people can have, the better it is. Um, my favorite story was uh, one who I was helping with a book. I, I asked him about a client. He said, well, this uh, financial portfolio walked into the office one day and the, the financial <laughs> portfolio was totally upside down uh, because uh, 
the, the former advisor had told him to go 100% into equities and then the market turned. So uh, the financial portfolio was, uh, I said, can we, can we stop for a minute? Does this financial portfolio have a name? <laughs> I've forgotten the name. I said, okay, well, let's just pretend it's Sue. And I said, uh, did the financial portfolio have a personality? You know. <laughs> <laughs> and like, oh, you know, think about that. Um, so getting to think that way, um, I know uh, people like Mason, who's on this phone, uh, Mason's originally from New York City, uh, but has learned as he goes around the country, um, and, you know, Tony's from New York, my mother's from New York, you don't talk like a New Yorker when you go to Oklahoma. You know, it's not as you don't even have to think this. I mean, this is just pure, uh, you know, uh, platinum rule. Uh, they, you know, if you're going to go talk to uh, uh, the people in Oklahoma, um, you're not you're not talking fast, um, and you're not talking chutzpah like Mason's book is. You're talking about grit and gumption. Uh, so you you do that modeling. So that's so great. Okay, well, I want to thank you so much for spending time with us today. Uh, I look forward to, uh, to having you back on some other things if you're open to that. As uh, shy as you are with public speaking, oh, sarcasm, I, I got to cut that out. Uh, you're, you're very gregarious and it's a delight to have you on the podcast. Thank so, you so much. Thanks to everybody for joining us and we look forward to uh, seeing you on another episode of Marketing with a Book. Thanks everybody.